Navy veteran Mike Beyer did everything Nebraskans could hope to see a young person from a rural area do. But when he came back to his hometown of Bridgeport after his service, Nebraska's job licensing laws still stood in the way of the career the military trained him for. You're listening to The Full Platter, the official podcast of the Platt Institute, where we discuss the people and ideas that are removing barriers to growth and opportunity. I'm Jim Vocal. Last month, the Nebraska Legislature's Government, Military, and Veteran Affairs Committee held their public hearing for Senator Tom Breezy's Legislative Bill 263. The bill would allow universal recognition of job licensing and career experience that workers bring from other states or from military training. Workers don't lose their skills just because they move across state lines. And as every state is looking to recover from last year's recession, universal recognition is quickly gaining traction across the country. Of course, we're supporting LB 263 here at the Platt Institute because it would help Nebraska meet more of its workforce needs and enable more people to use their skills to make a good living in Nebraska. But as with any licensing reform proposal heavily opposed by industry groups and state licensing boards, there is the risk the bill could get stuck in committee. Established industry groups often oppose measures to make it easier for new workers to enter the state's job market. That's why the Federal Trade Commission has said job licensing reform is necessary to prevent states from encouraging anti-competitive trade practices. On this episode, we're sharing the story of one of the many people who would see barriers to their career opportunities removed if Nebraska adopted LB 263. And this particular individual isn't from outside Nebraska at all. I'm gonna turn it over to Laura Ebke now, who recently held a discussion with Mike Beyer, an electrical lineman in Bridgeport, Nebraska, and State Senator Tom Breezy, the legislator who is sponsoring universal recognition. I'm joined this morning uh, by uh, Senator Tom Breezy, who is the sponsor of LB 263, as well as uh, with Mike Beyer from Bridgeport. Um, he will be joining us um, shortly. You'll be hearing from him. Um, I'm going to let Senator Breezy, since uh, he may have to uh, run back to the to the floor, I'm going to let him say a few words about LB 263 and why he thinks it's important, and then we'll move on from there. Senator Breezy, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Laura. I certainly appreciate that. And it's great to be here today. But in a nutshell, LB-263 allows someone who is credentialed in another state uh, to do that job in Nebraska. Now, clearly, there are some other uh, requirements entailed here. But, you know, in in Lincoln, we talk all the time about growing our state, uh, talk all the time about creating opportunities for folks to live, work, and raise their families in Nebraska. And we also have a workforce shortage in Nebraska. Some would call it a crisis. And LB 263 kind of help us address both of those issues. It removes the red tape from licensing restrictions and helps Nebraska attract and retain workers who have uh, in-demand workforce skills uh, and who have been licensed and are working in other states uh, and they want to come to Nebraska. Arizona was the first to adopt uh, what is known as universal recognition. And since then, a growing number of states have done the same thing. And several of our surrounding states also and have also. And moving forward, there will be uh, additional states doing the same thing. Uh, and before the year is over, I, I think many more of our adjoining states will do the same thing. And I, uh, we, we need to get behind LB 263. Uh, uh, advance it, get it passed, and not get left behind in this effort to attract and retain a skilled workforce and and make uh, uh, Nebraska open for business and encourage folks to uh, 
settle and locate and work in Nebraska. Paul Hamill asks, aren't there differences in licensing requirements from state to state? And isn't there a chance a person might not have the experience to work in this state? Um, I don't know if you want to handle that, um, Senator. Sure, I'd be happy to. That's a great question, Paul. And, and yes, there are some, sometimes there are differences between state to state, but really here it's up to the as per uh, under the provisions of LB 263, it's up to our licensing board to ensure that the scope of practice is similar. So if the scope of practice is similar, uh, and also if you've been licensed in that state, licensed or certified for at least one year, uh, the other state, if they require an exam, training or experience and no disqualifying event, uh, you should be uh, able to work in that same profession here, but the key is scope of practice as determined by our licensing board. And that, that is the safeguard there. Thanks, Senator Breezy. And let me just talk a little bit about, um, you know, our, our other guest here today. Um, Mike Beyer is a native of Nebraska, um, grew up in Bridgeport and, um, and then went off to the Navy for eight years. And, um, we, we uh, stumbled across him kind of accidentally. He contacted us last week and um, we're really excited to have him here today. Let me just say that there are a few other proposals on licensing reform for both civilian and military families out there. And we do support those. Um, but Mike's story shows um, that we need to do more, that piecemeal efforts are not enough. And so um, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Um, start about start out telling us about you know, kind of the timeline. You know, when you graduated from high school, where you graduated, um, you know, where you did your training and that sort of thing. Yeah, so I graduated from Bridgeport in 2010, and two months later in July, I uh, left for the Navy. And after boot camp and some trainings here and there, I did my electrical. We call it a school training, basically your initial training to be an electrician in Wichita Falls, Texas. And we covered the National Electric Code, which I know is huge for getting your licensing. And once I got down there, I went to Camp David for two and a half, almost three years, uh, maintaining the electrical system there and just doing odds and ends work with the electrical field. And then uh, in early 2014, I went through what was called advanced electrical training. And that was in Gulfport, Mississippi. And that's an additional four months of training covering the National Electric Code. Basically just learning everything from down to an outlet up to climbing poles and changing transformers. And uh, once I was done with that training, I went to Naval Special Warfare in San Diego, working with the SEAL teams. I uh, did two deployments. My first one was with SEAL Team 3, and I was basically the only electrician within a large radius. So there were a lot of outstations when they had an issue. I basically had to get there and fix it and uh, keep everybody's systems up and going. And that was in 2015 and I got back in 2016. And then 
2017, I went back to Iraq with SEAL Team 7 and worked on what we called a tiger team, basically traveling around, uh, fixing up bases, um, installing new buildings, new systems, or just improving what was already there. And I got back from that deployment in 2017. And by that time I had decided I wanted to get out of the military. And I had started, a, it's called a US military apprenticeship program to be an electrician in 2015. And through those deployments, I got the 8,000 hours required to complete that apprenticeship. So I got that in May of 2018. And when I got to looking at licensing in Nebraska, my end goal was to own my own electrical business. As my now wife and I decided to come back, uh, I was looking at working for some local electricians but as an apprentice, I just couldn't make enough money to make ends meet. I would have had to have my journeyman's to make it worthwhile. And uh, after talking to the state electrical board and finding out my eight years experience and apprenticeship would only count for one year, it just wasn't possible for me to work as an electrician during that time. T tell me a little bit more about the apprenticeship. It's an 8,000 hour apprenticeship, which is um, pretty standard, um, it looks like around the country um, for, for electrical apprentices. Um, that amounts to um, roughly four years. I think that you said that you got it done faster because you were working 16 hour days. Um, but but uh, it, it is, um, it, it's pretty typical and that's the minimum requirement in order to be able to take your journeyman's um, exam, right? Right. Uh, as far as I know, this apprenticeship is basically broken down like any other apprenticeship. Uh, there's weekly reports you fill out, writing down the hours you do in each category. There's a category for planning and estimating, uh, installing wires and raceways and most of them are broken down into like 1000 or 1500 hour increments and you really have to spread your time out to cover all of the uh bases on it and, 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 who, and who was your apprenticeship certificate um granted by it was granted through the department of labor and issued through the U.S. military apprenticeship program. So, so it's a widely recognized recognized apprenticeship. It's not some fly-by-night company or anything like that. No, it's actually, uh, I was looking at it the other day. It was sent to me from the Department of Labor. So I don't really know how it can't be recognized. There, there's a question that, that maybe Senator Breezy, since he's still here, um, would want to uh, would want to take a stab at. If LB 263 passes, what kind of an impact do you think that it would have on the state? I, I believe it would have a could have a very positive impact on the state. Again, we have a workforce crisis shortage for sure. Crisis, according to some folks, and we, we talk about growing our state. We're trying to attract residents to our state, and this can help us in those efforts to attract residents and to grow our state and and to help uh, alleviate our workforce shortage. So I, I say the uh, impact on our state would be nothing but positive. 
Great, thanks, Senator. Um, okay, so Mike, let me let me go back to you here for just a second. Um, how did it feel when you came back to Nebraska, back to your home state, um, with your eight thousand hour apprenticeship in hand, and um, the 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 division of elect you know the uh, the electrical division told you you know too bad, so sad, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. It was. It did not feel good. I had been training and working in a field for eight years and completed an apprenticeship. And I'm being told because the work wasn't done in Nebraska, it wouldn't count. And uh, it was kind of a whirlwind after that, trying to figure out what I was going to do. So, Because you assumed that you were going to be able to go to work as a, as a journeyman electrician for somebody local, right? Yes. There's a couple electricians here that really have a hard time finding journeymen. I think as you guys know, the demand keeps going up and there's not enough people coming into the field to fill that demand. And, and, and uh, I think that's I think that's the case, at least Senator Breezy and I understand, you know, from rural Nebraska, that that the, the problem of a shortage of tradesmen um, is pretty common, um, right. you know, in the electrical plumbing, um, you know, construction fields uh, generally. Um, do you know, does the, does the um, Department of Labor through the military offer other apprenticeships that would be in the trades that, that would be a, appealing to, um, you know, folks coming home to Nebraska? Yeah, so I actually looked through the Military Apprenticeship Program's website the other night, and there are 74 professions that they offer apprenticeships through, anywhere from military medics, getting hours towards a EMT license, or if they're working on a base in a pharmacy, they can log pharmacy technician hours. The plumbers, they can log hours doing pipe fitting, which I know is a huge one. Or if they're on a base doing water treatment, they can log hours towards a water treatment operator license. So it covers 74 professions. And I think that's huge and it could really help our workforce out. A lot of people um, face problems with red tape of different types, um, but only a few people really take the time to do something about it. Um, and, and you contacted first your state senator, Senator Erdman, who, who then put you in touch with us. Um, what was it that inspired you to, um, to, to take this, uh, this step? Yeah. so. I guess it really started a couple months ago. Uh, Governor Ricketts had a radio commercial talking about helping veterans get licensed in our state, and really just helping veterans in general. And I had been walking circles, basically, trying to figure out how I could get my license. And uh, so I contacted Senator Erdman and he put me in touch with the Platt Institute and you guys made me realize this is a bigger problem than just me getting my license. I mean, there's a lot of different professions that are having the same issue. And if I can help more veterans get licensed and bring more people into this state, then I'll help in any way I can. Well, and you know, I mean, it's important. We can't overemphasize this enough, Mike. You did what, um, you know, we asked 
young Nebraskans to do or to consider doing all the time, you know, go off to college, go off to the military and then come back home, right? We want you to come back home. We, we, we want to quit losing, um, you know, losing our young folks, you know, who, who, you know, because we know that raising families in Nebraska is the best place in the world to be, right? Right. Um, and, and you did exactly what we asked. And then, um, and, and then you, you, you kind of, you kind of took it on the chin for that. So, th so thank you for that. So what would it mean to you um, if as a result of LB 263, um, you were then able to get your journeyman's license? So I work for the city of Bridgeport right now as an electrical lineman. If I were to be able to get this license, it could really expand what I'm able to do. The way it is now, I can't work on any buildings. Uh, when we run power to somebody's house, I can just connect to the top and can't do anything else. But if I could get this license, it would expand that type of work. And uh, it would also open more doors for me, working for electricians and uh, possibly owning my own business one day. Great. Um, and, that, and that, of course, was your kind of your ultimate career goal, right, is to, is to be, a, you know, an electrical contractor. Um, so we've talked a little bit um, about, you know, over the last week or so since we've been talking with you about how were the bills sort of um, stuck in committee and um, LB 263 was opposed in committee um, by both the state um, electrical division and the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. You know, they argue that allowing recognition of licensing and work experience from other jurisdictions just waters down the quality of electricians who will be allowed to work in Nebraska and that it, um, it, it potentially puts the public at risk um, from shoddy electrical work. You know, what, what are your thoughts about this as one who's done the training was the, you know, the, the lead electrician for, um, you know, for SEAL teams in Iraq and that sort of thing? Right. Um, I kind of get where they're coming from. However, most states and the military follow the National Electric Code. It's the standard for most states. I won't say all of them. So it's not like other people People coming in from other states are being held to a lower standard. Um, every, all the work I did, all the training, we were taught to follow the National Electric Code. That's basically all you can do. Even in Nebraska, you just follow the National Electric Code. And I don't, I guess I don't understand why they think the work being done in Nebraska is greater than the work being done in other states. And to limit, to say the work in other states is less, it's held to a lower standard, you're also eliminating some really good skilled electricians from coming into the state. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that um, you're exactly right. So, um, so the only thing that, um, that, that stopped you from, from doing this was um, you had the 8,000 hours of apprenticeship. They wouldn't allow you to take the journeyman's exam, right? Right. If you get on the electrical.nebraska.gov website, it says any experience in the military will only be counted towards one year of experience. And uh, they told me I could apply to take the exam, but the board would deny it. So basically not to waste my time on it. Even, even with the apprenticeship experience. I mean, you, know, you might understand it if you'd had a year of training um, and got out in, in four years, um, you know, but, but you had, you had the apprenticeship training. Right. Yeah. I had brought that up and 
it really didn't change anything. They said you could go ahead and put your application in, but the board would deny it. So the government military and veterans affairs committee is the group responsible um, for deciding whether or not LB 263 goes to the full legislature for, um, for debate or whether it gets stuck in their committee. Um, you know, do you have anything that you want to want to say to the members of that committee? Yeah. If you really are serious about bringing veterans into our state and growing the workforce, this is something that needs done. You know, you can do everything right. I worked eight years and completed an apprenticeship and you're still being told you can't practice something you love to do and are really good at because it wasn't up to the standards of the state. I mean, this would just be huge helping the veteran community get the money they deserve and uh, be in the profession they love to do. Okay. So you, you mentioned, you mentioned this a little bit, Mike. Um, well, what did you do? Uh, when you found out that you couldn't. Right. Yeah. I was kind of scrambling there for a while. Um, I looked to see what states Nebraska reciprocated with and uh, Colorado and Texas for a couple different states. I thought maybe if I could uh, get my license in Colorado and then wait a year and reciprocate with Nebraska. So I actually took the Colorado exam and passed, but since I hadn't worked a year there, they denied my license also. Um, it's just been kind of a struggle trying to find loopholes or anything I can do to get this license. And it seems it's just never lined up. So, so instead you managed to, um, you managed to get on with the city of Bridgeport. Yep. Uh, there was an opening as I was getting out, one of the head linemen was getting ready to retire and they offered me the job since I had basic training and a high voltage distribution and stuff like that. So that's where I am now. It's a great job, but if I were to get this license, it would expand the work I can do for the city. And, and the lineman position doesn't require a license, correct? No, if you're working for a municipality, it doesn't. Um, I'm actually doing an apprenticeship for the lineman uh, profession right now, which is not required, but it would also be a good thing to have. I, I really appreciate your being here with us today, Mike, and I'm sorry that, um, that, that we let you down, but hopefully we can um, you know, pick up where we left off and, and make you whole here. Well, thank you for the opportunity and Hopefully we can get this completed and I can get my license. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for being here today. On behalf of the entire Platt Institute team, I want to thank Mike for his service to our country and for stepping up to share his story. We'd also like to thank Senator Tom Breezy for joining us. You can learn more about universal recognition and Senator Breezy's LB263 by visiting the full Platter blog at platteinstitute.org. You can also contact your senator in support of the bill by clicking on the Take Action page. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Full Platter, and we'll catch you next time.